ADD, ADHD. What is it? Does it really exist? Have we made it up? We're going to spend some time talking about ADD. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries, and I'm your host, Ruthie J. This is a topic doesn't apply to all parents, but then it kind of does, because at some point, you always do meet someone that's got ADD or ADHD, and there are different ways to deal with it. Yeah, and ADD is attention deficit disorder, and it's when you can't stay focused and your mind wanders. And when you add the H to ADD, ADHD, there's a hyperactive component. I mean, you're moving and touching. and Constant. You know, and there's those children. I mean, there was a child some time ago, uh, it's been quite a while, but he was in my office, and before his little bottom hit that chair, 12 years old, he already had my phone cord in his hand and wrapping it up and doing stuff with it. Wow. I mean, he's busy, 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 mm-hmm. and it, it kind of made me laugh because that was me at that age. I got it. Um, Were you ADHD? Oh, without a doubt. They called it hyperactive or hyperkinetic, and we've had all these different things for it. And I I think one of the challenging things for us is, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this today, is we don't really know a whole lot about it. It keeps changing. It's a brain disorder is what Mm -hmm. it is. It's a legitimate organic brain disorder. We're not talking about behavioral issues. Well, the behavior comes out of the brain disorder. The brain disorder is, uh, when it's a true ADD or ADHD child, is there's just some connections that don't continue. He's thinking about something and, and gets, you know, distracted or whatever. Um, somebody saw me the other day. Somebody asked me to remember to do something. And I took a card out of my pocket and wrote down on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have these printed up, these particular cards that I'm holding right now by the thousands. Um, a little Sheridan House logo on the there. Shirt, absolutely. <laughs> and somebody came up to me after there was watching somebody ask me to do something and me writing it down on there. And then they came up afterwards and they said, are you ADD or ADHD? And I said, well, I'm very definitely ADHD. And ADHD cost me a second, third grade. I did third grade twice mm-hmm. because the focus was just so hard and I was constantly moving around. And there was a time when I was a little bit weird, even, you know, touching people and poking people and just moving <laughs> around there. I listen to you laugh at me as I share my pain. Excuse so me. pathetic. Yes. Wow. I just can't so you're the kind you doing I, that. You're just the, no, no, you're I the kind I didn't want to sit next to because you'd laugh at me and then cause me even further pain. Just because it's you, you know? So. <laughs> But um, I think we want to start today with some hope. Mm -hmm. And the hope is there was an article five or six or seven years, summers ago on ADD, ADHD. And it was a Newsweek magazine. It was a whole bunch of stuff about ADD and ADHD people. And they talked about the high percentages of presidents of the United States because they can move from topic to topic as long as there's people around them to get it done. Mm -hmm. You know from working here and and coming to help us here, Ruthie, that I come out of an office through a room that has two women, uh, Kim and Benetta. They get it done. Mm -hmm. And Kim will constantly remind me, you need to have this and you need to get this done. And they will constantly be reminding me and texting me and doing whatever. Oh, that's right. I need to be doing this and this little card. And so, you know, I I do very well at seeing a couple people for counseling and then meeting in a staff meeting and then writing an article and then preparing to go speak somewhere and then meeting with somebody. Basically, there's no routine to your days. If I had to do counseling for seven hours a day, I'd be medicating myself. Yes, I think so. (laughs) It would not work. If I had to sit and write. Uh, and Lord and bless those nothing. who can. Yes. So if I had to sit and write, you know, my 11 books were done all different times. 
Um, it's just I've got an idea and I've got to sit down and write that down. And the, when I'm writing a book, I will have five or six or seven or ten of these cards with me mm-hmm. to write down thoughts and then sit down and put it down there. And then Rosemary will make it make sense and then Bonetta will clean it up. Um, it just works like that for me. And I think I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And we need to see that parent who has the ADD, ADHD child fearfully and wonderfully made. And there's something there in that child's uh, brain that's functioning differently. Mm-hmm. And that child's running full bore. I mean, this child is a speedboat. The problem is there's times they need to be a rowboat Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be a rowboat. It's hard to be a pleasure cruiser where you're just looking at things. This child is speeding and randomly making turns and it's very, very hard for that parent. And so when you're looking at the ADD child, the ADD child can sit and, you know, watch television ad infinitum, just sit and glue on TV Mm -hmm. or sit and get glued to video games. And there are some video games that actually help this child. Mm. There are video games that are, that are good for this child. But, you know, there's they wonder, now, how can he do that? And I'm going to say something that's going to make people go, okay, this is, I don't get Uh-oh. this, because he wants to. Mm-hmm. And then so you want to say, well, how come we can't have him want to uh, do his homework or want to do his spelling words or want to because he doesn't want to. And it's not fixable. It's not that fixable. It's just not that easy. Mm-hmm. Now, the other hope is I was a C student with my mother in tears most of the time. <laughs> um, and she realized hiring tutors after tutor after tutor that I made crazy. And finally, somebody said something to her. You know, he comes home from school. And he needs to run, but we got him here with me, the tutor, after school. This kid needs to get out there and do something, and we're not letting him do something. There was just a huge need. Could I just run? Could I just do anything? And so once she realized that, she really backed off on the academics as much. Mm. You know, let's get C's and let's get it. Well, let's cheer for B's. Mm -hmm. And let's just kind of get some semblance of order in this child's life. And then all of a sudden, a magic thing happened. Two things happened for me. Mm. One was a came to Christ in college. Number two was college was a class and then go throw a frisbee and a class and go play flag football and a class. It wasn't like eight hours a day oh, in a class. Oh, yeah. my, help me out. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it's just a different schedule. I get here to the office a lot of days between 530 and 6 in the morning and I'm doing stuff and then people come wow. and people all laugh because then I start wandering around the halls for 15 minutes harassing people. Finally, there's people here and somebody to talk to. <laughs> then I go back in my little hole and I'll work for 45 minutes. I'm good for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of learn your rhythm, but it's Mm -hmm. very tough on mom because she wants the child to fit in the box and the child doesn't necessarily fit in the all day, everybody's sweet little Susie box. And not just that they don't fit in the box. They're running around with the box in their hand. Oh, oh, that's a great description. The school system's not set up for me. And the mom and many moms make this work who decide we're going to bring them home and homeschool them because it doesn't work. But she's got something on her hands. She's not going to use the typical homeschool right. thing. Right. I think he can stay in school. I think he can be homeschooled. I think that you have to have some realistic expectations. There has to be some cheering. has to be some things take place. But you look at this child, and you know everybody wants to know, um, in reality, what's your opinion on medication for this child? Mm-hmm. And my opinion is irrelevant. It's the what is the parent's ability to realize my child needs medication. When Tori was just before her second birthday, she had her second seizure. Wow. And we sat with the doctor and she would, when she would have a high fever, she'd go into a seizure. And we sat with mm-hmm. the doctor and he said, we need to give your daughter phenobarbital. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't want to do this. And uh, it was very challenging for mm -hmm. us to give this child pheno, phenobarb for a long period of time in her life. I can't remember. But it seems like it was a couple of years mm -hmm. um, to stop these seizures because her brain, when she'd go into a fever, she'd really spike a high fever. And it's like an alarm would go off and mm -hmm. she'd have a seizure. And uh, this, it stopped it. Mm -hmm. The medication stopped this child from this problem and uh, may have saved her life. Um, the same thing with the child who is true ADD or ADHD. Something needs to help this child uh, deal with this problem. Mm -hmm. uh, not all children. And let me hasten to say that. And first of all, all children who are true ADD, ADHD children don't respond to medication. About half of them do. Some don't respond to medication. Wow. We've been through a period of time where people thought it was um, preservatives, where people thought it was food coloring, where people thought it was sugar. Environmental. Yeah, sometimes. all environmental issues and pollution. And here's what we've come to believe that we know. Mm -hmm. And it, it appears that our opinions get changed regularly. Um, by research out of places like NIH, that there is the child that responds to medication, and for some reason there is the child that doesn't. Mm -hmm. But all children respond on top of medication or the child who doesn't respond to medication to some common sense. And we're going to talk about that this week. There's some common sense routine things. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. some common sense of this child who uh, would eat the whole box of cookies and all that sugar isn't going to help. There's some common <laughs> right. sense here um, into how we need to treat our children. But you, you see your child in the playground and you realize that your child is a little different as he or she interacts with other children. And uh, you wonder what's wrong with my child. And you start asking yourself some questions. Is my, is my child as I observe my child, you know, different in the interactions with other children and different in the playground behavior and running around and up the slide and around and up the slide. Is my child different? And does my child get incredibly frustrated more easily? Um, or am I just expecting my child too much out of my child? Mm -hmm. uh, as I, Which can happen too. I mean, oh, can... yeah. I, I think that's one issue. Um, do I see a pattern of behavior when my child uh, gets involved in some activities that other children seem to be able to sit and do these activities and my child can't do it? I mean, observation is so very important here. Mm -hmm. um, but also, is this an issue where I have not taught my child or prepared my child for what we call the readiness skills, mm -hmm. ready to be in a, in a classroom setting, ready to be with other children. Mm -hmm. Have I raised a child who I have not helped that child deal with impulse control? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I have seen children who have just not been prepared for interaction and not been prepared to deal with their self-centered impulse control. And no doesn't mean no. And so they're not ready. Mm -hmm. We will get children here in the children's homes at Sheridan House, and many of them will come medicated. We will not put a child on medication, we will not take a child off medication, but we will work with the medicated child mm -hmm. um, to see if, and see with the person who's prescribing the medication, can we put a behavioral program together that helps this child succeed without the medication? Or can we put a behavioral program together where, we're okay, we realize that the child still needs the medication, but now can we deal with the behavior? Mm -hmm. So it, you wish there was a six Piece, piece of paper that right. you checked off things and everything's going to be great and it's all going to work. But Here's what I want to say. It's a long process. And, and it's not a one-size-fits-all No, all. it's not. It's a long process and it's an exhausting process for mom. I think more for mom because so much of her self-esteem is wrapped up in the child's behavior mm -hmm. and the child's whatever she has deemed as success for that child. 
and they're going to eventually uh, grow up, and we need to help them deal with this because these are the great salesmen of the world who never turn in the paperwork to, to finalize the sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are oftentimes the great, <laughs> unbelievable communicating pastors on a platform, but they need an amazing administrative assistant mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. follow them up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the reason I do not set my own appointments uh, because I set six appointments in the same hour and realize it doesn't work. <laughs> and this is a reason where people laugh when I say, I work for a person called Benetta, right. and Benetta sets my appointments. It's working for me. Yeah. And I realized the areas I don't work in. I was an adjunct professor. I was an adjunct instructor at FAU for a period of time. Mm-hmm. For, for I think it was actually just a semester or two. And I realized this is not me. Mm-hmm. Five hours of teaching, looking at these papers. And I wasn't uh, significant enough for them to give me a graduate student to do the paperwork. <laughs> so I was doing the paperwork. It was a nightmare. Get me out of here. I don't yeah, want to be here yeah. anymore. Where, you know, my brother-in-law has been an adjunct uh, forever. And he loves it. He's a pastor and he's an adjunct at a, at a university in Missouri. It's finding yourself. The problem with today's child is they don't have the options I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But you do grow into those options. I mean, the hope is that, you know, you're going to do the best that you can as a parent. And there are jobs out there that are perfect for those. Who oh, I think sales ADD. jobs are perfect. Yeah. Well, my husband is borderline ADD, yeah. has the absolute perfect job for him. And he says it every day. I just, it's constant distraction, keeps him on his toes. And, uh, and he loves it, but he needs people like you to back it up and actually put the sales in the computer. Absolutely. Somebody needs to do this mundane <laughs> at home, paperwork that's me. <laughs> yes, so that we actually get paid right. at the end of the day. Yes. I think that's beautiful when you know it. When you're dealing with your child and now they are for the first time, they're, they've actually lowered the age for even medication to four years old. Wow. Um, which to, I, I don't want to make a judgment statement on that, right. but they've lowered the medication. And and, and as we're looking at it, uh, you know, we want to help this child succeed. I, and I don't want to put a lot of pressure on mom, but I'm going to. She's the key here. Mm. She's the key. There is a, a place to go for information, and it's a wonderful place to go for information. It's attitudemag.com, A-D-D, and then I-T-U-D-E, mag. Dot com. Like short for magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will constantly send you stuff. I get constant stuff. They have their own magazine. Uh, and it's yeah. wonderful because as you come into the holidays, they talk to you. How do you deal with your ADD, ADHD child when all the holidays, all the routines gone, everything's up for grabs? Right, how do you right. come out successfully? This is a child that is going to succeed. This is a child who's going to do great, but this is a child we have to get mom through it also. And this is a child where we have to realize there are some different ways we have to do things. We're going to talk about that tomorrow and the next day, but this is a child who can grow up and be an amazing Mm. leader. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting Today. I'm your host, Ruthie Jay, and we'll continue with this topic of ADD and ADHD uh, and give some more hope tomorrow at this time. If you want to hear this program all over again, share it maybe with a mom who didn't catch this program. Uh, You can do that online at parentingtoday.org. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries, support the ministry financially, even find more resources on parenting and be behavior in your child, you can find that online at shfm.org. It's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another edition of Parenting Today.